I was like, y'all are enjoying this toast way too much. Okay, so it wasn't that good. It was frozen Texas toast. Yeah, that's. But here's, but here's the here's the thing. I I told you I I told you that it was frozen Texas toast, and I still loved it to that degree. Welcome to the catch up. Introducing your hosts, Eli Aruth, editor and Jeffrey Kutnick, CEO, and apparently the only guy who takes this podcast seriously. Of the craziest, most bestest, news-breaking, food-porn-peddling, viral website on the dot-coms, It's crazy when your future is decided by an algorithm. Dude, this pizza is fucking crazy! There's not one person in this entire world that believes you. Alright, and welcome to the catch-up. Welcome back, Food Beast. There's now thousands of you guys listening at home, so I just want to take a quick moment. Thank you for listening. And if every one of you guys just left a review on iTunes or Podcast Store, Stitcher, wherever you listen, it would mean the world to Jeff and myself and to producer Izzy. So we can keep doing some fun, fun stuff like what we're going to do today. We're starting a new segment here on the catch up. Jeff, you down with this? Very down. Okay. It's called Getting High At. And this is a Getting High At episode where Jeff and I will go get high, go to a place from our nostalgic past and see how it holds up today. So today we're going to get high and go to medieval times. How did we even come up with that premise? So I got high a while ago when, and I went with Evan to Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Because Chuck E. Cheese, we haven't been to a lot. I mean, we're adults now and I just wanted to see how it held up. And one of the fun things for me about being high is it kind of eliminates my cynicism about things because it puts me, I don't smoke a lot and I know you don't smoke a lot either, Joe. No, I don't. And so we so infrequently get high that the experience is one that puts our body in a unique place and makes you feel some type of way. It makes things feel new again. And so what better way to try to experience places in our past that we might have preconceived and pre-built notions on, but kind of experiencing them a little bit more freely. So does that, that's that's kind of what inspired us to go to a place like medieval times again. One, we haven't been in years. I haven't. Izzy, producer Izzy, who was our control and will continue to be our control on these expeditions because Izzy does not uh, indulge in drinking or smoking, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I'll take care of you guys um, as long as you guys need. What's your personal position on drinking and smoking? Because from what I... I don't remember why. I don't think it's a religious position, but is that just you being steadfast on some on a promise you made yourself? I think um, kind of started. My parents were very conservative. Uh, no one in my family really drinks or smokes, so I wasn't really exposed to it. Um, and as the years went, I just never really wanted to, so I just kind of made it a. Th- made it a thing to not so never so never dabbled with it or just haven't even like tasted liquor or haven't even smoked a a J at that was passed around you just always said no kind of no matter what yeah it's kind of become part of my identity like at least around 
my family and friends kind of like everyone just knows that i don't smoke and it's kind of fun like just seeing everyone that wants me to smoke or drink and they always want to be the first to be like oh i'm gonna be the first to get you drunk and then they get pass out drunk and just forget <laughs> <laughs> so would you essentially are you straight edge i mean you love uh, caffeine though yeah, I do love caffeine. I need. I don't love caffeine. I need caffeine. There you go. And I think if you're straight edge, <laughs> straight edge, like the straightest of edges, you don't. You don't even do caffeine. Yeah. So I don't. I, I, I don't think. Know. I think straight edge is also just like a totally different type of punk rock type of movement. And mm. I kind of understand the whole like no drinking, no smoking part of it, which obviously I abide to. But I don't think I fall into like the whole punk part of it so much which is exactly why it makes you a perfect control for this segment because mm-hmm. eli and i are, did get hot what did we what did we get high of before we went to medieval times all right so what we wanted to do is jeff and i were going to each try something different so we can be educational about this um i had something called a Smokies edible so our friends over at bloom dispensaries uh is our local dispensary here in Santa Ana, they recommended to me, because I'm a huge fan of Sour Patch Kids, they recommended something called Smokey's Edibles. And what I had was a cannabis-infused sour green apple fruit chew. So it comes in a cool little pack. Uh, looks like a tropical pack. And if you have the whole bag, it's 100 milligrams of THC. If each And there's 10 individual gummies in there. And they it looks... What's funny is when I first had it, I was still at the office before I before I took off, and I looked at the gummy after I opened it up, and it looks like two little discs stuck together, and I didn't know if it was one gummy or two that I was taking, and so I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it's ar- it already starts, bro. I'm sober. But anyway, so the one that I had was a Smokey's Edibles, and again, I don't smoke a lot. I don't consume a lot, so I went ahead and just did the 10 milligram dosage, so I had one of these gummies uh, going in. So, what did you have, Jeff? I brought home the Manzanita Madrones, the Fizz, which is something that I'm pretty excited about because I had just tried recently a cannabis beer, oh, which so pretty good, which was pretty good, um, and it's it's kind of confusing because. You can't make a product in California that's technically cannabis infused and alcoholic. So it's basically a non-alcoholic beer that still tastes a bit hoppy but has cannabis in it. And I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. But I don't drink a lot of beer. I don't drink a lot in general. So what made me more excited was this fizz product because it was soda specific and I can drink if it wasn't for me being pre-diabetic or for my family having a history of diabetes, with without a doubt, I would drink soda all day, every day. Like, I just love it. Dang. I can drink it with every meal. Now I treat it more as a bit of like a celebratory beverage, yeah. even though I know it's just soda. But because to me, there's not a whole lot of nutritional value in it. Uh, this was so this product was really exciting to me because it also just t- 
tasted like soda. So it was it was ten milligrams for the entire bottle. I love how sessionable that is. That ten yeah. so ten milligrams again. So the whole bottle of soda that Jeff's about to have, the fizz, is ten milligrams. Yet one gummy that I'm going to have is 10 milligrams so it kind of gives you this cool if you want to session this you drink half of this bottle you know that's half half of the dosage right it's like five milligrams you want a quick sip that's a shot of it one to two milligrams so it's a pretty good easy way to kind of get into it so i like i didn't i didn't get to try the soda because i did the gummy but i like what this does for sessioning whether it's a cannabis beer or a cannabis soda because it just puts it into a bottle. It's, it used to be these bottles were like hundreds of milligrams each. So it's like once you opened it, you're kind of you're kind of screwed. Like you just have to drink the whole thing, take a sip. You kind of waste it. It's not the same once it's open and closed. So this is nice. Ten milligrams is. It's. I can start seeing how the industry shapes up. And all right, I know how many cannabis beers I can have. And when we had the founders of Bloom on the podcast, it definitely seemed to be the future of instead of eating something to get high, that you would want to enjoy eating something and also get high. Mm-hmm. And th- and that, that feels like the future to me because I don't want necessarily to eat on something or, or drink something that I don't like the taste of at all right. and then i'm just getting high like for th- in this specific situation again i only drank half because i didn't want to carry the soda with me in my uber <laughs> i just drank half but i what you could actually do with the fizz is you could pour it out at a party or a social gathering and you could drink that over the course of 20 30 minutes with ice and to me that's a much longer lasting session than even if you're the gummy, which I I also had later that night. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a great tasting gummy. Word. But I only ate half of one piece, so like, like it doesn't make a get, whole it, bag. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't bring me a whole lot of enjoyment. I'm excited for the effect that it's giving me, but I I kind of want to have both. I want to have my cake and eat it too. I want to have the edible taste good, be a sour gummy. And be a quarter, half milligram each gummy so I can just start popping them. I think that's the future. I think they're going to start getting there. I think they need to figure out who their audience is too. But I think that audience, if if you can have a whole pack of Sour Patch Kids and make that whole pack only five milligrams, that's dope. I think the – because then you can actually have the whole bag, actually enjoy your candy and then get high in the process without getting too high. Again, five milligrams is is a great – first start for someone you're, you're gonna feel it if you've never smoked or drank uh i've obviously never it. had these but mm-hmm. just like watching you guys and like knowing that you guys like eat this stuff i kind of get scared because like i can't just eat one candy when i'm eating a candy like i gotta go like half the bag yeah and that's kind of scary when it's each one is like five milligrams so you guys gotta have like some real like self-control and mine was 10 but yeah at the end of the day there's only 10 other ones in that bag so at most you're gonna have a hundred oh, okay and at most it's just your high is just like you're just higher on a cloud and so we're gonna get into some of those mechanics but we decided this happened a couple days ago and we're regrouping on this now that we're gonna go to medieval times what do you guys remember of medieval times just period like when's the last time y'all went izzy 
I actually had never been to medieval, medieval times, <laughs> so I was like stoked as hell to go. But what did you know about it, though, if you had never gone? The only thing I knew about it was like what I watched from the commercials when I was little in between like Power Rangers. And then it would just be like a medieval times commercial and it looked like cool as shit. I just never got a chance to go. So when you guys brought it up, I was like, fuck, yeah, I'll do whatever you guys just, just let's just go. Let's just do this. It's been like like a literally like a childhood dream to go. None of my friends like of late have ever wanted to go or planned to go when I was little. Probably couldn't afford it or my family just didn't care to go. So like this was the first time and like I was super stoked about it. So this is something that you've known for basically your entire life of and would be willing and excited to go if you had the chance to experience it, but didn't really have a group of people in your life that were willing to go. Yes, uh, that's why when you guys pitched it, I absolutely pushed it so hard. I was like, yes, you guys need to do this. I, I wasn't paying attention. I don't know what you guys wanted to do there, but let's go. You're like, oh, Medieval Times, bet. <laughs> yeah. so, hey, we're going naked to Medieval Times. <laughs> Is he still? I'm down. So you, you're a huge fan of the WWE. Yeah. When you saw those commercials as a kid for Medieval Times, how similar or dissimilar in your head was medieval times in comparison to something that you watched on TV and experienced before? Like before we go in, I'm not, I'm not asking what the experience was. We'll get there. Yeah. But what was your thought of what it would be like in your head? Oh man. I don't even know what I thought it was going to be. I just like the commercials look so dope. Like you see a horse dancing on TV that's like, hell yeah, let's let's go watch that horse dance. <laughs> and then it's just like some dude with like a like a crazy bad like accent going like medieval times come through with the family or whatever the hell it says. And you're just like, whoa, cool accent. Because <laughs> you know, it's legit because I almost feel the opposite of Izzy in regards to how not excited I was in relation to experiencing medieval times you weren't looking forward to it i was looking forward to it for the podcast yeah. but personally wasn't wasn't that excited and i think that's because i'd experienced it before as a kid i'd experienced a other dinner like experiences whether it was like next door right they have the pirates adventure which is kind of a similar thematic but with pirates have you been to that one I've so I've been to that one too. Do you think I would have been bummed if I had gone as a kid? No, I don't think no, I don't think you would have been bummed at all. I think what you're saying is comes from a really honest place. I'm talking as a a critic over here, right? That's someone who watches movies based on the actors involved. So as a kid, I think you can gear up for something like that, but as an adult I'm like, this is kind of built for tourism audiences. I don't know how legit the stunts will be. That's why we got high. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, we go and, in there and with the cynicism. No, totally. And I and to your point, I you know, and not to get into the experience too much yet, but I really wasn't that excited, to be frank. And that's and that's how I was looking at it. I remembered Renaissance fairs from being little. And good feelings from both medieval times and renaissance fairs when I was little. But I could not say I was excited as an adult. I just like medieval shit. Like, 
Game of Thrones, Excalibur was my favorite hotel in Las Vegas, right? But it was as you grow older, and I would go back and visit Excalibur on the Strip of Las Vegas. Like this hotel is kind of trash. Like it sucks. <laughs> like, do you want to go down? Like I would. I loved it. I would as a kid. You would go downstairs, and all the the Midway games were themed. I mean, it was called Midway Games. Like it was so cool. Yeah. And but as an adult with just an understanding of reality and seeing good productions of stuff i was like i was actually i was worried i wasn't actually like i wasn't not looking forward to it because i was looking forward to the food and just getting high and doing something again because i know how much fun it is so i was looking forward to it but i was also worried i was just like man i hope it doesn't suck like (laughs) i I just hope it doesn't suck like because i i don't want to remember it poorly i can't remember the last time i went i know i've been there because i remember the inside of it and I actually went with a group of friends about four or five years ago, and it was someone's birthday party that just thought it was funny, and they went ironically and got drunk, which is another fun experience. But going ironically is not a fun way to go to a lot of things. Like it sounds like it will be fun, but that's how you develop like a cynicism towards something is like going at something ironically. As but opposed I, I think to, it also depends on who you go with. Like sure. if you go with people who are like just super into it. Like, can we talk about the people who were behind us and were just like so super like cheering for everything? They are they 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 seem like regulars. Like they knew that <laughs> they knew what to say. I was like, yo, like that sounds tight. I'm gonna say it with them. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> let's get to it. Let's let's get to how we got there. So we I gotta talk about my Uber. Yeah. All right, so we wanted to be super safe with this shit. So Izzy drove because he's sober. But Jeff and I each went home, took an Uber from our houses to go. I don't like Ubers, especially when I'm high, because I don't want to talk to the Uber driver, and I don't want to have the... What do you say? Like, yo, I know you can put notes now in Uber that's just like, please don't talk to me. Oh, or, oh you can? What? You can put new notes in there now. Yeah, like, oh, man, I'm tired. I'm getting off a flight. You know, no disrespect to you, nothing against you. I just want to sit and chill. I'm going to listen to my headphones, or I'm going to take business calls. Like, you can put those notes in. I didn't, just because I just didn't. And I hopped in, and the Uber driver there... Matt Cool. I was so excited because he was just talking to me about everything. His first thing was like, how them angels doing? And I'm like, dude, you guys know me. I hate baseball. I was like, the first, I was like, really, I don't want to talk about this shit at all. But then we started talking about medieval times. He's like, so we're going to medieval times. We just talked about that. And that became really cool. Oh, I so, thought he just brought it up. And he's like, hey, so you ever been to medieval times? No, he sees my destination. So he's okay, like, oh, okay. you go to medieval. He's like, turns around like this grown up in his 30s going to medieval times. He's like, like, yeah, I'm going up, by bro? myself. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I go every week. <laughs> That's the only, the only thing worse than going to like the theater by yourself is like just going to medieval times by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I pop out the Uber though, and of course I'm late. But Izzy's on time. Izzy was the Izzy's late to everything. <laughs> and he was 30 minutes but early. It's, ahead of y'all, time. it's medieval guys, times. I'm saying y'all. I had, I had just got a, got off a plane from Texas. Now I'm saying y'all, y'all. <laughs> Y'all message me to get there early, specifically. You're like, all right, let's get there early to pre-plan. You're right. I'm there like 30 minutes early. <laughs> I'm like calling you guys like, hey, where you at? I don't know how much of that you took, Jeff, but like you had the hardest time explaining to me what was going on. Eventually, you told me that you were on a lift on the way over here. And I was like, okay, that's what I needed. <laughs> it's like a seven-minute conversation. It was definitely part high, but also part just in the 
middle of chaos trying to get somewhere. Gotcha. So, it, but it was definitely taking it because I went home. I immediately poured half that soda, and I didn't have any time. So I just down down the hatch the entire half bottle, which is again, it's only five milligrams, so it shouldn't be that crazy. But because I had it all at once, and because it's a liquid. I was immediately, not immediately, I was feeling it faster than, way faster than an edible. So when I've eaten edibles, whether it was Kiva chocolate or some of the mints that I've had, uh, they can kind of take effect. Takes a while. 30, 60, sometimes even 90 minutes, just depending on when I've eaten. But with the soda, it was just, I was feeling pretty good. And because I'm trying to do more to promote this podcast, I was like, I actually have time in the 30 minutes it's going to take from my home to medieval times to like to do stories. But what I didn't account for is that I'm doing these stories high <laughs> and I already I already am a bit of a perfectionist in general. And then when you elevate that while I'm high, it just made me super aware of my surroundings. So I'm in the I'm in my Uber on the way. And I feel like I have to explain to him what I'm doing. So I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to Medieval Times. And um, I work for a food publication. And I'm going to be doing some Instagram stories for this promo of a podcast. I'm way over explaining this (laughs) to a guy who probably doesn't even care. But then I'm also super self-conscious in the backseat taking these stories. And I'm explaining what I'm doing on the stories, but I'm not doing it by myself. Like there's someone there while I'm <laughs> while I'm telling about this really weird experiment. Right? This is what it's like being on I'm, set. I'm ex- I'm explaining to my Instagram story audience of what I just took, how high I am, how high I'm gonna be, and why I'm going to medieval times. And I could just tell. And my driver was in his fifties, so my driver was just like. Oh, cool, dude. He's just like these <laughs> fucking kids nowadays on their Snapchats in the back seats going to medieval times back in my day. So I knew I knew immediately when Eli was high because I walked up to him to the front and he was just giggling the whole time Bruh, for no I was, reason. I was good. I- dude, you were watching Jeff's Snapchats or uh, Instagram stories and just laughing. <laughs> and just like his face is so close to the camera, <laughs> he just kept repeating that. <laughs> I was I was having a good time already. I was just like, oh shit, okay, Jeff's on his way. So Jeff shows up, and then we walk. So what I loved about the entrance is how in character they were. Were they super in character? Or was that or was I high? Like, so so this and before you answer, Izzy. This is going to be a theme throughout the pot throughout this pod specifically where Eli thinks something is amazing and I think something is awful. Because <laughs> we talked about this the whole night. I don't know if you remember, but we talked about the acting, we talked we talked about the costumes. Okay, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. whole time you were like this is more amazing than I thought. And the whole time I was like, this is less amazing <laughs> than I thought. And not that the experience as a whole was great. It was awesome, matter of fact. But the things that you thought were really amazing, I definitely didn't think so. <laughs> Whatever the hostesses were wearing, I, I don't remember. Yo, I, they weren't that memorable to me. Peep game. We check in. <laughs> we check in in the front. You go into this, like, looks like a horse stable on the side of the building. And they give you your where you're sitting, your blue, yellow, whatever area you're at. 
And for some reason, I'm high, so I peek over the counter as the as the as the lady is like giving us our seating arrangements, and she pulls it out of this. It's like a 3D model of the stadium that we're about to enter. And I just, for some reason, thought that was the coolest shit. <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, in my head, I'm thinking, why did she pick blue for us? So we ended up sitting in the blue. Like, does she know that, like, like the blue section is the winning section? Which, spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> we won. We Our section won. But looking back at it now, I was like, how do they decide where you sit? So we got the VIP tickets because you know all those all those reviews. <laughs> Yo, on the food ketchup. beast expense budget on a Tuesday, going b- balling out at medieval times, worth ba- every penny. Balling out is sixty dollars per person, by so, the way, which is not insignificant. Yeah, but that I is just, a serious amount. But for dinner and a show, which we're gonna break into later, how worth it it is? I think because people should know. Anyways, I was flabbergasted, and then the dude who took our picture, because <laughs> VIP, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we, we <laughs> they take everyone's pic- picture, <laughs> yeah, but whether not everyone you're gets VIP. it. That's but not true. everyone That's gets true. it. Like, my family would not have gotten the picture. We would have found a way to steal the fucking picture. <laughs> anyway, so you sit, and they do the the King Arthur stone shit, where you get to, so us three are taking a picture yeah, there. Yeah, with the sword, yeah. But the dude was, like, super in character, saying, my lord, and shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> That was tight. I was like, damn, you are in character. Being in character is going to become a big theme throughout this because it's what makes this experience dope. He was super in character as he was taking our picture with like a nice digital camera. <laughs> okay. So how, how was the sober experience walking into that area? Well, I think I was influenced by you more, Eli, especially because I had never been. So I was just like in there with enthusiasm for everything, probably the same enthusiasm that you had. Mm. I was like, cool. There's a sword in the stone. Let's do this picture. I was like, cool. Everyone's calling me Lord weird, but cool. (laughs) But, um, looking back, probably the only thing that was in character was that they kept calling us Lord. (laughs) Everything else was just like, just regular <laughs> we were also late so the show starts at like seven and we're i th- i thought we had like 30 minutes of drinking and chilling in the lobby courtyard area that looks like a scene out of hyrule and legend of zelda like that's how it's built out and we were late so there was no one in the courtyard pure emptiness and then in the lobby which is this big gift store was also completely empty Jeff goes to take a piss to get ready and me and Izzy are just waiting and we finally get in and they move us and shuttle us. Everyone's already seated and they shuttle us along to our, we're like up on the rink. They're just yeah. like, they're just like, oh, blue team late again, late again, man. The equi- the equivalent of being on the ice. Yeah. In, in a hockey game. Like we were right where the action was courtside got courtside seats and i have to admit i know i mentioned i was a critic and a cynic as soon as that high started hitting to a fuller degree and i saw you guys exiting my lift i was hyped i i was i was excited and even though the kitsch was still kitsch to me like i didn't think it was great or well curated but but I thought it was fun, and I and that actually that loosened. Me, I mean, I was loose already, but that loosened me up to just like let's just experience this. No no matter the cynicism aside, right? And then we walk down the stairs yeah. to the. There's three seats left in this row, and we immediately know that there are because everyone else is seated already. 
and it's a it's a tight feeling to walk to the bottom of the stairs yeah. and just sit where all the action is happening. That was a that was an elation moment for sure. It's like courtside Staples Center and being late to the game. You know what? Like I've been here before. Right? <laughs> <laughs> my season tickets are good here. No one sits in my seat. And so when we we finally got down there, again, there's only like five rows in this place. <laughs> like it's yeah, five it's- rows all the way around. It's not a huge place when you think of it. I feel like anywhere you sit, it's probably probably a good view. The seats are a good, good view, view no yeah. matter where you sit. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you need to purchase the front row if you're looking to go. Anyways, so we sit in the first course. Can we talk course food already? Yeah, let's talk food for sure. So the first the first course, which we're, again, we're already sitting, and everyone's already served their first course, which is garlic. Garlic toast. Garlic French toast. Not French toast. What's French toast? The French, French toast, toast is, a, is a is more sweet breakfast food. Brick toast. It's Texas toast. Yeah, it's Texas more toast. like Texas toast. It's yeah. thick. And man, and then and then they pour, and then they pour that <laughs> hot oh, liquid the, red the, tomato the dragon's soup. blood. We ordered iced teas. I ordered iced tea. Jeff ordered a Coke. What'd you get, Izzy? Pepsi. They had Pepsi, unfortunately. Okay. Well, and that's the first thing that threw me off. Okay, so if you're paying sixty dollars, which Again, not a not a small sum, and again, that includes entertainment and the food and the pictures. But they came up. Do you want iced tea or Pepsi? That's it. I was I was pretty I was pretty Step thrown off by that. Like, like what else? Is like you don't even have a fountain back here. What's going on? It's a you have two options. I don't know. I just. It's the most medieval of times, bro. <laughs> they, they they only have iced tea because tea is a real thing in the medieval era. And and Pepsi, which is obviously... Oh, they had Pepsi because it was featured on Back to the Future. So obviously they had it back then. And thanks that's, to... Uh, yeah. Correct. Marty McFly. Because outside of that, Pepsi was the only thing that took me out of the era. Was there anything else that was weird and out of the era food or drink wise or even... They didn't make one Thrones reference. Not one single Game of Thrones <laughs> reference. They could have done it. No, I don't think anything really took me out of the era. But but back to the food. I was I was on such levels that that garlic toast Fantastic. was next level amazing. Yeah, incredible. Izzy, how good was the toast? Because Eli and I were geeking out over the toast. Yo. Me and Jeff looked at each other and did one little dab with our fists. <laughs> I saw that. Like, like right was, after the first bite, we're like, yo, we did right. <laughs> I was like, y'all are enjoying this toast way too much. Okay, so it wasn't that good. It was frozen Texas toast. Yeah, that's... Here, but here's but here's the, here's the thing. I, knew, I told you. I, I told you that it was frozen Texas toast. And I still loved it to that degree. Like, I wasn't mad that you guys wanted it more, but... At the end of the day, it was just fucking toast. Yeah, but what I didn't understand... So, everything that we're served... So, there's no utensils. Right. There's no utensils here at the medievalist of times. They pour our tomato soup out into a... From a thermos. From a thermos into a soup bowl. The soup bowl is all metal. Hurts like a motherfucker. (laughs) Super hot. (laughs) Like, it looks like it's been blazing over an open fire. So I'm like trying to take a sip of it. I manage 
uh, I managed to get my grip around it without burning the fingerprints off of my hand. Did we all burn ourselves? Because I all, definitely were, burned myself. We all burned ourselves. But so I'm like, I got to get a sip of this toast. I got to sip of this soup. So I like put it to my mouth and I burn my lips. But I realized I haven't actually tasted the soup. So I, I put the shit down because I'm like, I'm not making any progress this way. That thing like absorbed the heat from the soup. It was so, insane. Right. So I took the toast, whatever was left of it, a few bites left, and I started mopping, mopping the soup up. And I was like, oh, it's going to be brilliant. It's going to be hot. And I go into my mouth and it's like cold Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know, you know what's the, kind of funny about that? Huh? That you were already like getting into your toast and you saw me dipping and you looked at me like, oh, yo, yeah. that's the move. Yeah, I fucked up early. <laughs> I, I like wasted three quarters of that toast not mopping it in the soup. I turn around to Izzy. He's like, yo, Izzy really getting after it right now. You're like sober. Izzy knows how to eat that toast Incredible. right Incredible. And I was like, oh, shit. And so it looked like tomato soup and the lights flicker on and off. It's generally pretty dark in here. Like I think they set that mood because there's a stage performance essentially. But as soon as the lights go on and I look down at the soup, it is bright blood, Kool-Aid. It's Kool-Aid Hawaiian red. Punch. Hawaiian punch red is a very yes. accurate description. Dude. Like no tomato looks like that color. Nah. But yo, the toast was fire. No, but th- so but that, good. But that was, I didn't understand what was happening because we literally, and it, I knew it wasn't just me because I was high. We couldn't touch with our lips, our mouth, or our hands, this bowl of soup. But then at the same time, the soup itself was cold. It was gazpacho. I, 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 I still, I st- <laughs> the, only, the only situation that I feel like is possible is that because we were late, they took, they took the bowls out of some commercial cleaning Oven. dish... <laughs> dish dishwashing oven and it was so hot and this but it just didn't make any sense to me because, and that was so i don't know if you guys felt that they way they microwaved the bowl and <laughs> they figured like that'll heat it up i was more confused that the menu was on the napkin that's the establishment we were at <laughs> so then they, they, she's like here's your menu for the evening all your courses and it's like on the same napkin that i'm gonna wipe my face with later and all there's right. only like five dishes on the menu it's like okay since uh since we're kind of looking back now, yeah, there was nothing on that napkin. Yeah, there, just, there totally no, yes, was, was. on the inside flap. Really? I took weed, not ecstasy. <laughs> there to- there <laughs> okay. totally was. Because you, you kept saying that, and I was looking at my napkin. I was like, there's nothing here. It just mm. says medieval times. No, 100%. It had the whole menu. You had why to open we, it up. Why do we have a menu? Like, isn't it already preset? It's prefixed, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe for people like us who are going to talk about it after they can know what they ate. But right. then... I had to use the napkin because they don't give you utensils. So, anyways, what happened next? Well, did you guys have any preconceived notions about the food? I thought the food was supposed to be fire. I thought it was supposed to be incredible. I I remember ribs. I was a little upset because Pete, our own Peter fam, he said, he told me to get the ribs. So, I was in there. I was like, cool, I have a choice. Mm. And no ribs. I was kind of bummed. I don't think there was a tr- I mean, not the night that we went, because we were late, but I didn't see ribs come out to anyone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think everyone just got chicken. Yo, but I did take a note. This was funny and is related to the food. I, this is the funniest moment of the evening for some reason. It's when the food comes out, like the main course, 
there's like freaking crazy music playing. Like, imagine when you're like at El Torito or some other restaurant <laughs> and the food comes out and music starts blaring like a whole orchestra. I, for some reason, I literally wrote down in my notes. It's haha. It's so so dramatic for food to enter a room. Goddamn, lol. I could not stop laughing because basically the lights flash on and on, and I'm like, "What's going on in the stadium?" And it's all the wenches coming down the aisles with the food, with the rest of the food. I just there, damn. Was I didn't that even funny catch just that. to me, or I didn't no, catch that was happening. No, it was, it, was it was totally happening. It was the food entering the room was as big a plot point as. <laughs> As the night starting to prepare for battle. Yeah. Like the way the light production was synced with the music, synced with all the staff coming from wherever they were coming from with these trays of food. And it was only for the main course. They didn't do that for the soup yeah. or anything. But yeah, every every waitress had this huge platter of chicken. And that's when they started dropping the chicken and the potatoes. But to your point, Eli... I had heard, and again, I didn't remember the food from as a kid, but they kind of have this this hype. Medieval Times has this hype for, you're not going to have utensils, but the food's good, and you're going to have a good time. And so I'm curious about what you guys thought of the main course, which was chicken. It was a potato. It was roasted chicken, right? Roasted or, chicken, yeah. Like roasted yeah. chicken, rotisserie, is it a, a rotisserie? Seasoned, I think rotisserie. Yeah. Rotisserie chicken, seasoned rotisserie chicken. A half seasoned potato, uh, basically like a a potato wedge, but the full half. Oh, I forgot like about was, that potato. Yeah, and then that was it, right? I think so. I don't. I don't remember anything else. <laughs> it was, I think that was it. So the soup, the chicken, that weird ass potato. Mm. Um, the toast, and at the end we got that bunt cake. The, oh, right, okay, slice of bunt cake. We'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that round, but let's just talk chicken and that potato. The potato was was cool. I like the potato. Potato was good. The seasoning on it was good. It felt like they did them in mass for sure. The chicken, I was starving, dude. <laughs> like that's that. So I remember writing down. That I believe the chicken in my mouth is an eight, but if I was not high, it would be a four. That's what I wrote down. So I don't, Izzy, can you corroborate? I don't think it was bad. I mean, Numbers, it was juicy. Dog, out of 10, out of 10. And you only have one number because you were sober. Maybe, maybe six. Okay. I oh. appreciate that it wasn't dry because you can just. If you're serving mass chicken, it's so easy to just give some shitty dry chicken breasts mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. But it was juicy. Okay. So I appreciate that. Yeah, but what did you say right after we exited about our meal? You told us that this entire meal was provided by Ralph's. Absolutely. Which was the frozen Texas toast from the freezer aisle. Which was like the fr the frozen potatoes that you would buy and warm up in your oven, and the rotisserie chicken. Again, I feel very similarly. Where <clears throat> if I have that meal at home, I'm pretty stoked. It's when I'm having that meal out, maybe it's a bit of a question mark. But because I was high, it was awesome. That food was awesome. Oh, and, guest and alert! There was corn. 
Corn on a Cob. Oh, yeah. Which was Corn. It was so good. The corn was the best thing on that The plate. corn was kind of nice. Yo. Because, like, the potato kind of dry. The chicken, fine. It was juicy. But there was that corn was so succulent. I wanted so much more of that corn. Oh, my God. It was buttery. They had to have thrown some butter on that. Um, and it was yeah, just a nice change. Whatever they did to that change. corn, it was it was tight. They, I mean, they do a good job of picking handheld foods. Like, there's only so many yeah. things you could serve sans utensils. By the way, not having utensils has to be a management decision for cost cutting. Like, why? They had utensils in medieval times. And I maybe feel. maybe utensils would have been more prevalent in the upper echelons of Middle medieval society. We were VIP. I feel like we should have gone. Like, I yeah. just felt like it was. I don't know. It was, it was fine, but I was the whole time my fingers are greasy. I'm eating like a barbarian next to this first date next to me. <laughs> and and so it just like th- it just kind of threw me off because I wanted because it tasted so good. Again, we f- paid extra to be royalty and they still made us eat with our hands. I know, but like level level 4 food that tastes like level 8 food cuz of the state that I'm in. I'm stoked on every single aspect of this food high like every morsel of it i want to destroy and i wish i had another plate and i would destroy all of that too but because of that i'm eating chicken off the bone in kind of an intense way i'm trying to get to that <laughs> that cartilage in between like the bone and the, and the meat that you already ate and I'm, and my fingers are greasy and the couple next to me are eating as best as they can i mean and i know we have we were going to describe some of the people but i have to describe these people for the context i'm talking about this like 22 year old dude fresh fresh fade nice looking clothes on earrings in both ears like just doesn't say one word the entire show the epitome of cool guy taking out a nice lady for a date to me vip vip and and they're sitting in the vip section they're ordering 24 dollar bottles of woodbridge wine which was also on sale at rouse if you buy six (laughs) exactly and they're not speaking like one word to each other but what they and they're not they're not physically touching at all, so that's why you can kind of tell it's a first date because they're one not talking that much because a show is going on, and two they kind of are in their own seat. They're not they're not sharing things together. But because of that, the girl next to me is like eating chicken as slowly and politely as you can. Oh, that's a tough and then, first And date. then I'm right next to her, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Just discovering bone marrow for the first time, like breaking chicken bones just to see if there's anything else I can I feel, devour. I feel like both of them, like as soon as the wench said that there was no utensils, I bet both of them in their heads were like, "Fuck, oh, shit!" <laughs> At least, yeah, both of them, right? Because the guy's probably probably worried about looking messy, and she's definitely worried about looking messy. So, were they there ironically? Like, I don't think so. Like they were like, you know what? After the first Tinder swipe, 
I like medieval times. Like, I'm going to go there. That's such a weird first date or the best one. But they didn't seem the type of couple that would go there and have a good time ironically. Like, it looked like they probably should have been at, like, Bungalow for the first time. I feel time. like one of his female friends sent him, like, a Jezebel article that said, <laughs> that said to be spontaneous, like, on a first date. <laughs> and he was like, what can I do spontaneously? It sounds cool and like no one really does. No, I th- I think they were there on a real date. And I think why is because they purchased VIP tickets. So they, spe- I, you know, I don't know who paid, but they purchased VIP tickets. They were ordering multiple bottles of $8 wine, right? Like they were... They were trying to have the date experience, the one that you can have. It just happened to be an experience with full of kitsch where you also eat with your hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it should be no different in theory in all kitsch of like going on a date at Disneyland. Sure. Like, what's the real difference that one has a, a little bit more societal cosign than the other? Like medieval times is still dinner and a show and you go to Disneyland and Frankly, you might be more of a schmuck if you're doing it at Disneyland because you're spending six x the amount. Sure, right? It's, and it's like somewhere in between Disneyland and movie theater, because movie mm. theater is not cool because you don't talk at all, right? right? Mm. And Disneyland is kind of really intense because it's like all day. So medieval, I feel, kind of falls in that in between where you don't have to talk the whole time, but you can, mm. and you're not there all day. It's like two, three hours, whatever it was. What That's a, a good point. One of, one of the biggest things I noticed when I'm high is. And this, I'm assuming is everybody, but maybe Eli, you can fact check me. Is it feels like I? It's very hard for me to focus. I only focus on one singular thing, and I have to shift my entire focus in order to absorb anything. So, like when the food is out, I'm hyper focused mm. on the food, and even though things are happening, with like horses are dancing in front of us. And like royalty are, are speaking. Amazing, the, by the way. That right, fucking horse was yeah, like insane. Sh- sure. And I'm look, but I'm not even focused on any of it because I have food in front of me. Like food is the most important thing. But is that the reason why I was so confused? Is because my focus was off? Because for the first half of the show before the knights start fighting each other, I have no idea what's happening. I have no idea why knights are doing certain activities, how they're measured, if we're winning, if we're losing, and and I'm assuming that's because I was high. My my brain high can't handle more than one train of thought at a time. It handles that single train of thought at levels you can never experience sober. Like I just cannot do it sober. But I can't handle more than one at a time. So when the food did come out until the food was finished, I had no clue where I was. I could have been a fucking Knott's Berry Farm for all I know. I had no idea <laughs> until I finished the last mop on the plate and then I looked up and I realized, oh shit, we're still at medieval times. I had no clue. So but I think that is very interesting because I think they have it. I don't know if it's an issue, but there's like a f- meal show flow that is a little off to me because I had finished all my food and still wanted more and we weren't even over the first half hump sure. of the show. Do you guys remember that? Like the food was done and I was like, damn, that's all the courses. Mainly because there was still what felt like over half the show left. 
I didn't know if that's like a tactical thing. Like they want you to finish halfway through. So now focus and enjoy the show. Uh, there should have been like ice cream or something. But then like they don't have utensils. So <laughs> you could have been in ice cream with their hands. Well, I'm curious, oh, yeah, Eli. Yeah. Is that something where you would have preferred to be eating throughout the entire show? And that, would you feel that way if you weren't high? And that, that's a good question. So I don't know the answer to it if I wasn't high. But since I was high... What being high does is it turns open, it opens that like gate at the bottom of your stomach and you're just never full. So, yes, I wanted to keep eating until the bitter end where they kick you out. Like, I want to eat all the way to there, but I don't know if I would have enjoyed the show as much if I had continuously been eating towards the end. We did get that extra toast though, that was nice, which we got to talk about that journey. So, You're welcome. We finish finish our main course. We finish the corn, the potato, the chicken. The toast is long gone. And we... Jeff turns to me and is like, dude, do you think if I I slip the wench a 20, she'll bring (laughs) us out another piece of toast? And I look at him and I'm like, maybe. And then I look at him again. I said, do you think she'll bring... Two rounds of garlic toast for that 20. Yeah. Because theoretically, the garlic toast is purchased in bulk from a grocery store (laughs) at 13 cents per piece. So for me, I was like, 20 bucks? This is is real. I should be able to get a lot of toast for this amount of money. And because I'm high, it is worth every penny of this $20 if I could get two more pieces of toast per person and i and i knew it was the type of place that was regimented right all the courses even though we were late came out <clears throat> at the same time with big trays or big thermoses or big whatever so that our server who's the same server for the next 20 people down our row does everything at once yeah so i already knew it was going to be one of those things where if you just ask for it, they're going to say no because it's not, that's not part of, it's not the specific section that they were serving into. So Jeff slides the 20. I, out of I his turn pocket. my head and I see a $20 bill on the table and I'm like, what are you guys doing? So Jeff puts it at the edge, right? And I know he has to tell the wench what this is for. So I'm waiting for Jeff who's normally pretty forward and can ask for things, but she passes by twice. Yeah, the first time I I struck out hard the first time. She was picking up plates or something, but she was definitely there and checked in on us. I made eye contact with her and said, yeah, we're good. (laughs) And then I was like, I blew it. I blew it. The $20 was was sitting right there, and I didn't even explain it. I was like, and now we're going to go on to dessert, and there's going to be no chance. But then she comes back to refill our drinks. And that's the moment. This is such a dumb high story. <laughs> fuck. But anyway, Jeff like looks at her. He's like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. I said, this 20 is for you. We would like two more rounds of Texas toast. She looked at us, first was confused, and then... I think noticing that it was a high enough bill to be worth anything, she said, well, they only serve Texas toast at this time. I'll see if they have any extra. Didn't take the money, though, and just said, we'll see if they have any extra. And then it felt like a year passed of watching Knight's Battle before she came back. Yeah. But then she 
came back with tons of toast. Bro, it was so <laughs> much toast. It was one of those big circular serving platters that they put other big fucking plates on. And dude, we were geeking. Like I turned to Izzy. I don't think Izzy understood the gravity of it. I turned to Jeff. We're fucking hooting and hollering like the Blue Knight was winning, but he was fucking losing. And everyone around us is like, who are these three dudes just like rooting and hollering for the toast? And I'm literally, I was so, so fucking excited. We're like, we turned to the wench. We're like, you're the fucking wench. You're the best fucking wench there is. We're like, woo, woo. She like slaps. She like, she gives like fucking three toasts to each of us. Like, boom, boom. Like fucking bills. Like, boom. Izzy's first. Duh, 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 duh. Three plates. Eli, duh, 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 duh. three plates. Jeff, thank you. For the, love you. Three of them, right? And then she like she had so much fucking toast that she continues down the row because what presumably we were like she can't just give toast to these three dudes at the front. Like I can't play favorites. I'm gonna keep going down. Like oh, sorry, I got this extra toast. You guys want some? I'm a good wench. And then <laughs> why does she talk like an Italian mobster? <laughs> I'm gonna forget you said that. And then, so we, we well, go into this toast. Hold on. Well, hold on. Before we go into the toast. We're literally dancing in our seat. So excited. Like, there's no... <laughs> we were hype, right, Izzy? Or is this all in my mind? I don't think you guys were as hype as No. What? No, we 100%. Hype, I don't care if you were sober or not. I was, I was hype fully, head, fully dude. excited to the point where, like, I'm slapping Eli like, this worked! This worked! Money buys everything! <laughs> Yo, so and we're in reality, we only got the pieces that like the cooks were gonna eat in the back, and they're like, "Fuck, why?" Well, twenty dollars is why. Shit is tight. So I, I just go for my first piece, <laughs> yeah, dude. You- dude I, I could suck it through a straw if a straw was available. I finished that first piece, turn over to Jeff. Jeff's doing well on his first piece, and then I go pick up the second piece. I'm like, "Yeah, dude, there's tons of toast, like." Izzy got toast in front of him. If he's full, I'm going to eat some of that too. I'm like, there's so much toast out here. And the other one that I grab with my left hand doesn't have the same consistency. It's not crispy. It's not light. It's not airy. And I'm like, what the fuck is this toast? This is not toast. And I smell it. And it's pound cake. (laughs) She just served us the next course. Yeah. With... With one round of she Texas toast. She did give toast. us another she round. She did of- give us Texas toast, but we were celebrating because we thought we had bought Texas toast for our entire row. Yeah, I thought. We thought $20 bills made the world of difference, and we got we got a we got a piece of toast. So Dude, we didn't in we my didn't head get fucked. But. There was like a a bustle article the next day. Dope dudes from Food Beast buy French toast for the whole fucking row, and that's definitely not the case. <laughs> So, like, I was happy that we got the one extra one, but I started writing down in my notes, like, damn, did we gas this girl up? Like, are we, were we disrespectful? Like, I genuinely thought she got us a bunch of toast, but really she got us another piece of toast and the next course. And, and the bun cake. She just <laughs> had it on the same tray. And I turned to Jeff and I'm like, dude, I wouldn't have eaten that first toast so fast had I known there wasn't a second one to look forward to. I was so... So disappointed that there wasn't another piece of garlic toast to go around. I'm not gonna lie, when I saw that tray of food, I was like, did she really just bring us all this toast? She came through. And then I saw that it was the cake as well for everybody, and I was like, oh. Like, did you know it was the cake while we were hooting and hollering? Yes. You didn't stop us, bro? I look dumb. You guys were a little excited. 
we were excited and then we were devastated, Izzy. We we were <laughs> for, for a good ten to twelve minute period, or at least it felt like ten to twelve minutes. It could have been a minute. It was probably like two, three minutes. It was probably two to three minutes. <laughs> but we were devastated, man. Eli and I we just devoured that first toast. So and nice. then and then I got over it because I was like, This is pound cake. This is still tight. Yeah, the pound yeah, cake pound was so nice. good. But I wasn't ready to get in dessert mode yet, which I didn't like. I didn't like that bait switch. And I'm sorry to the wench if it sounded like we were hooting and hollering you for no reason. Because it could come off disrespectful for hooting and hollering for what she's supposed to bring. She did bring us extra. Anyways, at this point, I look up and the show was cracking. The show was really good at this point. Like, <laughs> Have you paid fighting, attention right? to almost anything No. This. So when I did look up, because I was like, I should probably catch up with this story. And I was, in my head, I'm like, the stories can't be that hard. Like, this story's got to be... For the most common denominator, Eli A. Ruth type person. Like, you should be able to understand this while you eat. So, I look up and I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) But, as I start listening to the dialogue, every last piece of dialogue is just a rule. Was that correct or no, Izzy? Because I wrote that down. I was like, everything is just a rule. There's no, like, I'm in love with the prince and he's going to die and these eight knights are going to fight for me. It was just all rules. Well, they were all competing. So I feel like they were just like anytime someone was going to do something else, it was like, this is what's happening where you're about to sword fight with a horse or whatever. And to give, give people context, we were in the blue section, which means we were cheering for a blue knight. So how and, many, and it's we, like what, four or five or four or five. There different? were six nights. Okay, six nights. There were six nights, and so we were one sixth of a cheering audience rooting and for. And they blue. they sit you accordingly. They sit you in sections. We were in the blue section. There's like a, a mess of people there. There's a yellow section. You're Green, supposed to blue, cheer seven. for whoever color. It's like pretty much like a gang activity, but yeah. But I mean, what I posted in my Instagram stories was I was so confused at what was happening. Because before they started fighting, they were doing these skilled activities, right? It's like the NBA skilled challenge, mm-hmm. but for knights, where they weren't actually dueling each other and jousting. They were doing things like throwing a spear into targets on horseback, which I remember. And then I remember them trying to use their joust to get these tiny rings onto their their jousting sword and our the blue guy is terrible rash he, he of all of them he's doing the absolute worst and so i didn't know you know me izzy i'm super analytical i'm like how does this affect our points like there's no scoreboard <laughs> there's no nothing the the king and queen and whatever the royal knight who wasn't participating are speaking in weird shakespearean english where it's a bad accent, plus they're bad actors, plus the English is weird. So I don't know shit about the rules. I'm just watching the Blue Knight suck. And so I think we're out at that point. Because I'm just like, he didn't get any of the rings. He sucked at the spear. This guy, this guy's out. Bro, he was Kobe in the fourth quarter, though. He was so good at the end. But really, the whole time, he was humorously awful at all the tasks it turns out, out that accuracy wasn't his strength his strength was fucking sword fighting yeah once he gets off the horse so the whole time though i was just so i was like is this staged or not like obviously a good amount of this is staged like those sword fights are staged but the skills challenge 
and deciding whether the blue knight wins over the yellow knight over the green like do you guys think this shit is staged and to what extent like how much of this is scripted do they pull it out of a hat before the thing starts like you know what tonight blue knight you win i don't think you can stage the skill stuff because like you would have to either hit or not hit the marks very well. Okay, but peep game. I was high trying to break this down. This is what monopolized my high thinking that night. Was I was thinking the same thing. How do you stage a skills challenge? Because there's skills, right? Like you put, you're on a horse. You got to put your spear through a ring and pull the ring off, right? That's one of the skills. But let's say that for skilled horse riders and knights that all of that stuff is so rudimentary that you actually can either make it through the hole or decide not to make it through the hole based on a script like yes the tasks were somewhat challenging hole through or spear through a hole hitting a target but are they just so skilled at that that they're they don't need to act very hard. They're just like, you know what? Blue Knight, tonight you're going through the rings. Tonight you're hitting dead on on the target. And everyone else, fuck up a little bit. Here's my th- here's my theory. I think they use the skills challenge to showcase that it's live. Mm. I don't think any of... I mean, I think the actors are talented. I think they have to be trained. Obviously, they know horseback well enough to be able to lead a dancing horse throughout the course as well as do some pretty cool maneuvers with eight horses in a very limited space like that's these are these i will say that these are talented and trained people first off and i didn't expect that going in but i think they use the 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 skills challenge to see oh that this is live and then everything else is just fake Mm. which which would make sense because i mean you guys i mean they are fighting with at least metal i don't know if they're swords and they are on horseback which is dangerous like as a wrestling fan i would argue it's not fake it's just predetermined totally and that's why i asked you about wrestling because i do think it's it was predetermined but what I will say is it didn't deter me from being a fan of it throughout throughout once the food was gone and I could focus on it. I I was I was hyped on it. I just thought our guy would lose because he was so awful at the skills challenge. You think that it was predetermined, but everything else was kind of loosey goosey? I feel like the end when they start doing that thing where they're both riding the horses and stabbing each other. Bro, I think that's stage, like, bro. Come no, yeah, yeah. no. I'm just saying that that's yeah. where it started. Everything oh. else was kind of like, yeah. So what Jeff is saying, like the skills challenge, like actually go out there, try your skills out, let it work. You make it in the circle, you don't. Make it in the front of the target, you don't. It's all good. Everything after that, scripted and staged. That makes sense because that's why it had no bearing that our blue knight was trash skills challenge. He also had like, a very good caddy, or I don't know what you would call him. Oh the, yeah, the knight has a page, yeah, which is a caddy. We learned it's like a medieval caddy that brings you your sword. Yeah, there's some dude who just kept running back his sword, and it was pretty tight. Okay, but so high watching your knight fight for his life, dude. The stakes were on. Like I thought, if we didn't cheer loud enough, we'd be responsible for a death, like second degree murder. <laughs> like I thought that shit was real, real. Just me. Just Not even you. a little bit. 
It was like cheering for the underdog because our dude was literally the the dummy of the group. It was fun to see them like going at it. Sparks flying everywhere. I don't know how that works, but I mean these these guys were on horseback riding toward each other with these long jousts. And they made it feel super serious when they brought up that net. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they, oh, yeah. They did bring up <laughs> Over the safety the net, just like you have in professional sports. And to be honest, I don't think we needed it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably have it for liability purposes, being saying something really boring right now. But if that sword comes flying to But me. it added the effect of stuff could happen to us, which I think was adds to the dramatization for well, sure. They have like wooden shields that explode when they meet with a metal sword, for example. And so I could see like shrapnel of that. I feel like that still gets through that net. <laughs> Touche. Like, like, I didn't True. feel any safer. I was like... These holes are big enough, like, if that would explode, it's still hitting me in the face. Well, and then they would, like, change swords during fights. Like, the caddy or the page would come up and, like, throw this, a new sword, and they would switch swords. And I was like, why are they doing that? Like, are they, they call them a page? How did you know that, Jeff? Medieval did you geek? look that up? I don't know. No, I, I just... That sounds right. Did you just make that up right now? No, I'm pretty sure that's oh, okay. legit. I, I don't know where it came from, but oh. I just know it. But I think, I wonder if they were changing swords with, like, maybe more flint on them. Like, so they they create more sparks. Because, dude, they were sword fighting and there were sparks all over the place. But I can imagine, like, yeah, I'll just give them a new one. That's why they're changing swords out. Like, oh, that one's been out in action too much. Give them a new one that mm. has more flint on it. That will spark it. more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, those are little things. But. I mean, I remember turning to you guys at one point and saying, I don't remember... If this show has guys falling off horses. And we're like, yo, if it falls off, but does that make it a good show? But if they fall off the horse, I'm 100% in to come back. Because to me, that, that showed a level of stuntman that I just didn't think we were buying. I didn't think for $60. I thought that two people would go after with each other with swords. It would like hit their shield and they would fall back on their horse like they're dead and they would ride off into the backstage and you wouldn't see that person again. And that's what it was for 99% of it. But then there's that one guy who like balls out and like actually flew off the horse. Yeah, I don't know if it was based on who's trained to be able to do it, but I saw it happen at least from that guy twice. And I was like, this is, am- this is amazing. For $60, <laughs> I get to see someone get hit with a sword, and they're going to fly off their horse and then jump up and be ready for battle. Like, this is tight. This is stuntman tight. I don't care if it's fake. I don't care if he's changing his position on the horse, which you can tell, so he falls a certain way. I don't care about any he of that. He knocked off. I'm he saying was he definitely the-, the Jeff Hardy of the group. He- I'm saying, yeah, he hit the ground from a... 30 mile an hour horse and rolled up and just started fighting like i'm i'm with that fake or or predetermined or however you want to call it he flew off the horse and then his his caddy gave him a sword and he started fighting (laughs) like what (laughs) i thought that was tight and then okay so also speaking of people that were there there were uh two girls in the nosebleeds which is basically <laughs> the three, three, behind us. three rows above <laughs> like two rows above us but no. they made the show like these two girls were so on board for blue our night that they were 
chanting death threats to the other knights, <laughs> which is this is the only sport where it's acceptable to send death threats to a fictional knight because they're supposed to be killing each other. Totally. Right? It's not like a sporting event where you're like, Dread, I hope you die. It's like, no, this is like, hey, green knight, you will meet your doom. Like, and they had the greatest one-liners. Like they had been training for this night. They either had season passes to this place. One, they either worked there and were planning to be there to add <laughs> excitement to Area it, Blue. It definitely worked because when they started yelling, I was like, "Yeah, go blue, yo, That's for what, real." And then they, I think they, I, is he correct me? Were they? Did they notice us? Or no? Like, did they say shit? I don't know, dude. I wasn't looking back at them. I was just listening. I know, but like they might have said stuff that was like, oh, dude's up in front. I don't no. think so. Damn. But Izzy, were these, were the girls behind us that were screaming, were they as energetic as Eli and I remember them? No, they were definitely super into it. And I think it kind of helped. I think, it, I think it sparked us. I think we got super into it after that. Yeah. Because they were about it, about it. Like, like the whole time, the whole show, they were just like super into it. Because I don't know if you guys, I don't know how many sporting events you've gone to, but <clears throat> when I'm sitting, like typically the best fans aren't sitting in courtside seats. Nah. Like the best fans have the season ticket nosebleeds that are there practically every game they're not they're not trying to get the sweet tickets to be able to sell them. They're they're picking the tickets that they can afford to see almost every game. And if you get to sit by this type of person, they are basically giving live commentary and they're really passionate about it. So when I went to see like the Knicks play at Madison Square Garden just because I was a tourist, not because I was a fan, and I'm sitting next to diehard Nick fans <clears throat> that are just cursing at players. It's it's a great environment because I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like these guys care about this to the nth degree. I did not think the equivalent of that New York Knicks fan would be a 13 year old female teenager that's screaming death threats. <laughs> like the Green Knight would walk by our area of the stadium and in a deep voice it would just be like, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> like that, that's how it felt like. And I would learn, lean, like turn around and see this like blonde haired 13 year old just screaming. And I was, it was almost like she was a plant. It was almost like medieval times puts these enthusiastic people to get the rest of the section involved. Cause I was, more excited to cheer on for could blue. have been family too no like, totally. it could have been blue knight's family that's true <laughs> dude but I, so it's not weird right like that's that is weird. a good theory like they, they she could have been planted those two girls could have been like what a great what a great investment is that the to level higher crowd members is that the level of of production that medieval times put is putting on they won't even give us spoons but they got they, they hire got extras. Plants. Yeah, they got, ex- they got they got they use central casting and are putting extras in there. Yeah, they're holding out on the spoons. That is a showrunner. Like we are not doing utensils. Like it's, there will be some outrage cancel like culture they, on them if they put utensils on. They them. buy wine in bulk at Ralph's, but they really splurge on getting the people <laughs> getting some people planted. So sure enough, the Blue Knight wins. Do you guys remember after we went and did the meet and greet? Okay, so before before <laughs> we go into this after. About about an 
I don't know. I don't know the time period. Maybe a half hour after food. I'm like, you know, I only took five milligrams. I'm like, Eli, you have any more of those gummies? And I take a, I take a half of a gummy. So it's only another two and a half milligrams. But by the time the blue night wins. That's five. Oh, sorry. It was <laughs> another five. Yeah. You just so doubled what, whatever so I, you had So before. I double. Oh, fuck. I did double it. So by the time the blue night wins and we're out in that lobby, I'm gone. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like fully gone. I was, I was already high throughout that entire process, but my confidence level thinking I could be able to handle another five milligrams, probably a little bit too much. Just, I just want to mention that for context because I don't remember a lot of what happened next in that lobby outside of we took a selfie where we look super high. You and, don't remember the 25-minute conversation we had about ice and oh, good ice? Oh, we did talk about ice. Did they have good ice there? They had great ice. Incredible ice. That was the only reason I enjoyed the Pepsi because Pepsi's trash. <laughs> but the ice was nice and made it seem like a doable soda. So the, the Knights come out for a meet and greet after. Yeah. For the people at home who have never been to medieval times, they come out for a meet and greet. I don't know. That seemed really... I don't like meet and greets because I don't like to meet celebrities that I look up to. But uh, <laughs> I was like, yo, this is nerve wracking. Like, I don't want to meet this dude. What are we going to say? Go fight? Like, you, you really held it down for our section? Oh, he was I out did. of character though, no? When we walked bit. up to him, he a like he, he gave me a fist bump, and I was like, "Bro, they didn't do that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because okay, this night was out of character, and he was incredibly not like terrified at this little machine that mm-hmm. took his photograph coming out of our pockets. He was like, "Yo, like, yeah, selfie." I was like, "Bro, you're not, not you're not supposed to know what this is. It's supposed <laughs> to terrify you. So you're seeing yourself." I don't think you can expect any. Any actor working at Medieval Time to be that in character. (laughs) But this guy was out of character to the nth degree the whole show. Do you guys remember me commenting? I was like looking at him and trying to like read his lips of what he was talking to fellow knights. He's just saying like, what's up, man? How's it going? What are we doing after the show? When he when he in in his horse, because we were front row, when we're like cheering for him, he's like, thanks, guys. Yeah, he's like so. He's not. He's not acting like a knight at all, and that kind of bothered me. But was it? Is it that weird that he can talk to other knights? Because maybe I didn't. Maybe I missed the setup and the gravity of like you guys are going to kill each other. I guess in that capacity, like yeah. But like when when like basketball players play against each other, they talk in between. Like unless they're not just crude assholes to each other. Like well, now they do. Kobe and Jordan didn't. That's a LeBron thing now. Yeah, those are real. Yeah, yeah. LeBron's too much of a. Of yeah. a patriarch of the NBA family, he, he loves everybody. He just talks to everybody. But yeah, what if he was? They were just goofing off, like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill each other later." But like, I what's mean, up, look, man? if I was an actor in medieval times and making, I don't know, eighteen dollars an hour, I have no idea if this is part time gigs. I don't know if these are full time gigs. I have no idea, but I wouldn't take it that seriously. I would just if I liked riding horses. And potentially trying to be an actor, this is a cool gig. I don't think I don't think medieval times management is coming down on the wench and coming down on the knight. That isn't acting like their characters. But I'm saying that it would be a better experience if they did. I think they do. It I think they I do didn't get taken out of it. it. I thought it was. I thought 
for what it was. I don't know. I don't know what knights act like. I thought it was chill. Well, I, I think that's a better question is how do knights act like or how do we think they should? Like, should can they interact with each other? Can they talk to the audience? Can they do all these things? What if they were that chill to each other 100 years ago? Yeah, that's what we don't know. That's I think that's a better question. It's just like... Okay, because that's what I was trying to play off in my mind. Is like, if these guys were actual knights, would they even be talking to each other at all? If they talked to us and thanked us for cheering, how would they do it? You know, I don't. You know, are they, they're people too? Like a knight is a person too. Yeah, but if you're a knight in medieval times, that's fighting in a tournament to the death. Like, and that's the character you're playing. And you're trying to reenact a time in history where your death was treated as royal entertainment, which it was. You're going to be pretty serious about it, and you're not going to talk to the other night. And again, I realized that that's my preference, and I still had a good time. I'm just saying that you kind of choose one <laughs> or the other to me. Like, you're either... Going but, going but, to be casual or you're not. But you have like the Jon Snows who take everything too fucking seriously. And then you have, uh, I don't know who the other hand is of the queen. That's like, he's just so confident in his skill set going into a battle that he could still be cracking jokes along the way. Sure. Like, like let's say I'm about to fight you, Izzy. And, I'm, and like, you're super serious. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm going to whoop your ass, bro. Just wait. Just wait, wait till we get out there. What if that was what Blue was saying? Maybe. Like, I'm going to whoop your ass in the sword. Maybe. Sword like, I, 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 I couldn't hear explicitly what he was saying to the other knights. I saw sm it's like him smiling and snickering and all that. But it literally could have been them being in further character saying, I'm going to whoop your ass later. <laughs> we would never know. And in that case, that's what I was thinking about high all the time. I was like, he could just be saying anything. They actually could be talking about what they're going to do after the show and going to Knott's Berry Farm and hanging out. When, But they know that they're far enough away from the audience that talking actually makes it more realistic as opposed to them just being like stone-faced and not saying anything. Could go either way. That's what being high at medieval times will do to you. <laughs> One out of ten rate your experience of medieval times. Um, I'll say eight. I had a great time. Only thing is I, I was so focused on like seeing what you guys were doing and then like trying to see what food was coming through and just like when i experienced something for the first time i'm like looking around at everything so i wasn't really paying attention to the show until midway through um i feel like if i go again try to figure out exactly what was going on because i had no idea why they were fighting or what the point was i just knew it was happening and i took it for that which was fine but I had a blast. I would thought it was fun. Would you go again? I would go again. Yeah, I would go like again. straight least, up, straight up, not food beast expensed on your own with your girlfriend or friends. You'd be willing to pay that 60 bucks to go back. I don't know if I'd do the VIP 60 bucks. Sure. I'm a little frugal, but <laughs> yeah, I definitely go back and, and do the cheap seats uh, two rows above VIP. <laughs> yeah, Eli? I think I would, I'd rate it a seven out of 10. The whole night I was trying to rank stuff if half those five points out of 10 were to the food and the other half was pure experience and show. I think the show gave me a good four and a half, almost five stars. And the other on the food end was about a 
two and a half. Or I think three. they did a pretty good job. Like whenever someone will get stabbed, it was like the spotlight went on them, so you can yeah. see it happened. So I got the fun out of the show and the immersive experience of like down to walking through the lobby and it being a really well manicured courtyard that looked like straight out of Hyrule and Legend of Zelda. Like I like that. And then you walk in and not eating with your eating with your hands, no utensils. The food, more or less. I, I, the food could have picked up. It could have been a little bit more interesting. There's um, enough fun quirks to like. Yeah. So I could see myself going back. It would need to be inebriated in some capacity. I'd need to be drunk or high. And good, another good group of friends. I, I would definitely go back. Um, I wouldn't recommend the, the, what is it, 60 buck VIP experience. I don't know what the regular dinner is, but like like 30 or 40 bucks. I think that's serviceable because everything in that is pretty intimate anyway. You're never too far away from the action. Uh, arguably, you might be able to see action a little bit differently a little further away. It's the idea of like when you go to a sports stadium, sometimes courtside isn't always the best seat. You don't get the full experience that way. So I'd go again, and I would say 7 out of 10. That's interesting because based on being high, my scales <clears throat> change, and it becomes a 9 out of 10 for me high. Dang. Like, and, and that for me was quite the opposite of what I was expecting, right? And I think I'm finding that a lot about experiencing different things in a high state is that things that I would write off because of my cynicism become so much fun to me once again because I just lose all that. And again, I, 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 would, a pers- I would be a person that would never want to go to medieval times. But if it was a, with a different group that also wanted to get high, again, I don't think I'd go with like you, even though we hang out, Eli. Like I don't think I'd go with you again because we kind of did that. Yeah. But if it was with a different group and I could still go high or other people went high, I think I would actually think about going back because of how fun it was. Mm-hmm. And if other people can have the same level of fun that I did this time, well, that's just a fun energy to be around. It's a fun like four or five person group mm-hmm. outing. And if a couple of guys are like super into it and get you into it, it's like tight. And if bringing it back to wrestling, like if you like suspend that disbelief and just take it for what it is, it's like super fun. Yeah. And and that's why you got to go to these places with that suspension of disbelief. Like if you come in wanting to nitpick something like medieval time, you have a miserable time. Everything about it will be miserable to you. But if you suspend that disbelief for a little bit, you really do. I think we did a decent job of going and. And suspending that disbelief and, and being excited. So pick the right group when you go to these places too. Um, that's a huge, huge part of it. So if you guys are listening, let us know where you think we should go next. Hi. Uh, we already have some ideas, but we are actively listening to your experiences. If there's a place you haven't thought of in a while and you're like, oh shit, I wonder if it still exists. Those are the kind of places we're thinking about. Um, so again, thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys like this style of an episode. We hope to bring you guys more of it in the past, in the future. Jesus Christ, I'm still a little hard. (laughs) (laughs) Leave a review on the iTunes store if you're listening there. Stitcher, Spotify. Thank you guys so much for sharing it on Instagram. Jeffrey Kutnick. At Jeffrey Kutnick with the G. G G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. 
K-U-T and I-C-K on Instagram. Hit me up in the DMs. Mm. Um, I've had a couple readers reach out to me recently about topics, and I'm excited to bring them up in our in our editorial meeting. So please keep reaching out. Word. I'm at Book of Eli, B-O-O-K-O-F-E-L-I-E. Uh, DM me as well. Whatever you guys want, we will talk about it if it's interesting. Izzy, thank you, man, for joining us on this journey. Thanks, man. That was fun. That's what's up, man. All right, guys. Until next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.